don't think it can happen to you. To the hit and run chase in California, a motorcycle rider witnessing a driver slam into several cars and then speeding away. It can happen to you within seconds, a blink of an eye. Tonight about the man suspected of killing a woman in a hit and run and his plan to evade justice. When you take your eyes off the road for just seconds, when you're driving your car, oh, yes, it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When the sands of time will run out within your hourglass. New at 10, a hit and run caught on video, and now a teenager and his family are looking for the driver who took off. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast, it's Howard Drescher. All right, welcome. Welcome to another show of DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV at DistractedDBTV, and, of course, on Facebook, it's DistractedDB. You can get all my archive shows and this show as well at iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. Okay, so it seems like 2021 has come in like a lion roaring in with all this hit and runs, DUIs, and deaths starting at the end of 2020. I talked about it in my first show last Wednesday. I just talked about it on Wednesday. Yeah, 2020 ended very badly for some people. They didn't make it to 2021. And I have several different stories today, as I did on my first show of 2021, about DUIs, hit and runs, and I got several more here. Look, I've even got some stories that people send me saying, hey, this is the first crash in Queens, New York. So I kind of figure somebody sent me that story. We're going to get into that in just a little bit. But just to kind of recap a little bit about what happened two days ago when I talked about these things in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, four people were killed in a New Year's Day crash. Two cars collided, seven people total, four died, three went to the hospital. One 16-year-old was ejected from the car. Then again, Fox 13, Utah, Fox 13, a DUI suspect hits a parked patrol car going 80 miles an hour, sideswipes him, just sideswipes him, just a little bit. If he was over probably another half foot, it would have killed the uh, Utah officer. And according in that same story, according to... The reports, in 2019, 33 DUI arrests. It went up. Now 37 in 2020. At the same time frame during the holiday period where the maximum law enforcement period was at. Also another story that I got from ABC7, and that's from uh, WXYZ TV. Three died following a multi-car crash on New Year's Eve. That's about an hour before... New Year's Day at midnight. The car was split in two. People who stole a vehicle went joyriding speeds up to 
100 miles an hour and ends up killing themselves. How ridiculous is this? So I just ask you this. Do you believe that the month of January is coming like a lion? And I think so. I can tell you this, that I got this report. I got this report right here from Twitter, from the CHP, at CHP underscore headquarters. I got this at around 7 a.m. on Wednesday, just as my show, my first show was getting posted. They sent out a tweet, and I copied it. So it says right here, a tragic start. A tragic start to the new year in California roadways. At least 56 people were killed in collisions through the 78-hour maximum law enforcement period, which began at 6 p.m. And it ended uh, just shortly after New Year's Day around noon. CHP officers removed... 709 drivers from the road. They arrested them, put them, gave them tickets, got them where they had to be safely. So there you go. It is looking bad. It's looking bad. And quite honestly, I get it. I get it. It's not going to stop. I wished for it on Wednesday's show. I said, I wish for it, but I don't think, I didn't really ask for it as the New Year turned a new leaf, didn't do it. I didn't ask that question. And so I didn't ask the question, I'm not going to get it. Oh, boy. I'll tell you what. Whew. Man, I am so exhausted already, and this is just the second show. And if you go, look, I go to a lot of these different TV stations, uh, you know, in different states. I Google them. I don't know all the TV stations. I have a, I have a list that I kind of keep track of, you know, like all the stations out here in California. Easy because I live here. Arizona has a couple. New York has a couple. Chicago has a couple that, that are on my list. I'm getting Florida. Florida's picking up now. I got another story here from Florida when we come back from our commercial break. I got a story here. Uh, man, this one is a tearjerker. This one is so bad. Look, a father mourns the death of his daughter who was driving home on Christmas Day. Or, I'm sorry, on New Year's Day. Just hours as the New Year started. A 21-year-old, <coughs> excuse me, a 21-year-old student who was dropping off her friends around 4 in the morning didn't make it home. It is so devastating. I, who, I myself listened to this three times. And each time I kind of teared up just a little bit because it was just a tearjerker. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. 
Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <laughs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Neil Armstrong waited six hours and 39 minutes to step onto the surface of the moon. Jackie Robinson waited 20 months to play his first game with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And even DiCaprio had to wait 22 years to win an Oscar. You can wait until your destination. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course, you can get all the shows that I've done in the past six years on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. Look, I'm a father. My son is 37 years old. He just celebrated his birthday January 3rd of this year. So therefore, every time he gets behind the wheel, no matter what, whatever age he was, a little bit less now, but just a little bit less now than what it was when he first got his license at the age of 21. And he was driving. 21, 22, 23, I was still paranoid. He would go out with his friends or else he would go when he was at work, coming back late. I would never sleep. I would never sleep until I heard the garage door open, then I'd run upstairs, just jump into bed, act like I've been sleeping the whole entire time. Although I think he knew that I would stay up late at night and 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 you know, his mom, my wife, would stay up late. Uh, we'd act like we've been watching Netflix or something like that sometimes. And oh, oh, we just, you know, act like we're just getting up to turn the TV off and stuff like that. I worried about him all the time. And I think as a parent, you kind of think about that all the time. You are emotionally wrapped around your kid's life. That's just the way it is. Especially when they get behind the wheel. Because you always hate and think about the day. It's in the back of your mind. You try not to bring it to the forefront, but every now and then it sneaks up front. And then you got to tuck it back a little bit. Just tuck it back a little bit. You always worry 
about their safety. Because you always want to make sure that they make the right decisions behind the wheel. Some do, some do not. And then the thing is, you also have to worry about others. Other drivers out there who may be intoxicated, who may be speeding, who may be texting and driving, who is not following the rules, not doing the right thing, and your son or daughter get caught up in something they shouldn't have. Even though that they were doing the right thing, they end up paying the ultimate price. Here's a story that we got from Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, from WPL, from w, WPL Local News, WPLG Local News, I guess I should say. I'm sorry. Uh, but this story here, like I said, I've heard it like three times, and I kind of teared up. I teared up three times. Because this happened, and this is probably one of these stories that, even though the ones that died were doing everything correct, somebody else was doing something wrong, and they ended up paying the ultimate price. Appreciate WPLG Local 10 down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, for allowing me to use the sound. Uh... Hopefully I can come back from this right after this. But this one here is a tearjerker. And this is why I say, as a parent, you always have it in the back of your mind about, are they okay? Until they get home. And right now at 11, family members still in shock after a horrific New Year's Day crash in West Miami-Dade. Four people were killed when the car they were in was broadsided by another vehicle in the middle of an intersection. And tonight we are hearing from the father of one of those victims. Local 10's Roy Ramos is live with that emotional interview. Roy, what a sad story. Sonala, when I spoke with his father, he tells me that his heart would break when he would see tragedies on the news. He says he would pray for the safety of his family. Well, it's right here behind me at this intersection where his 21-year-old daughter lost her life along with three of her friends his hope is that drivers will start to pay more attention when behind the wheel. Her laughter, her, her kindness, how good she was to people. Tears welled up in the eyes of Andres Medina as he described what he would miss most about his 21-year-old daughter, Yulia Jalats, who, with her three friends, tragically lost their lives in a crash early New Year's Day. All of those kids are just one big family. They, uh, they looked out for each other. Yulia, we learned, was a student at FIU who was planning to graduate in just a few months with a degree in psychology. She was elated after learning she'd recently made the dean's list. Very proud. It was all she deserved because she was a hardworking kid. The heart-wrenching pain heard in this father's voice as he described how three state troopers arrived at his front door Friday morning to inform him his only daughter had just been involved in a fatal crash. It was it was tough. It was tough for all, the, all three of us to, to recognize that she didn't come home last night. Medina said Yulia had just left a friend's house and was in the process of dropping off three others in her blue Hyundai Elantra. That's when state troopers said around 4 a.m. she attempted to make a left turn onto Flagler Street when she was struck by a black Chevy Tahoe. 
A day later, and friends and family continue to visit a growing memorial at the intersection near 79th Avenue. Her father's hope so other families will never feel his pain. I just wish there was more conscious, uh, more conscious people out there driving and look out not only for themselves while driving, but looking for others that might not be doing their, their job but driving safe. And we're told that the three 16-year-olds who are in that black Chevy Tahoe were transported to Kendall Regional Medical Center with non-life-threatening injuries. As for the three other passengers who lost their life who were inside of Yulia's vehicle, they still have yet to be identified by state troopers. The cause of this investigation, um, this crash, I should say, is still under investigation. For now, in West Miami-Dade, Roy Ramos, Local 10 News. All right, and again, I appreciate uh, WPLG local 10 news for that uh you know what it, it's just so heartbreaking i mean quite honestly she was doing everything in the right she was doing everything right somebody who wasn't paying attention whether they were under the influence of alcohol drugs texting or driving not paying attention in one way shape or form <sighs> did the wrong thing we'll be back right after this you're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Honey, are you ready to go to the party? We're late. Uh, what? Yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll be ready in five minutes, babe. Really? Can you get off the phone? I'm already ready. We're going to be late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I'm almost done. Uh, we'll, let's go. Come on. Okay, honey. Let's go. Can you be ready next time? I feel like I'm always ragging on you to get ready for these types of parties. Yeah. Isn't the man supposed to be waiting on the lady yeah, anyway? I'm, I'm sorry, babe. I, I know I say this all the time, but I, I promise. Next time, I really, 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 really promise next time I'll be ready and I'll be ready to go by the time you get home. Gosh. Uh, oh, uh, let me see who that is. I'm waiting to see if my friend is actually going to be at this no. party. Leave your phone alone. You know that scared me last time. You nearly hit someone walking in a crosswalk. What? No, you're crazy. Look, what? I told you don't tell me what to do. I got this. Stop the car. Stop it now. I... I just can't be with someone who doesn't care about my life, not to mention their own. But babe, wait, wait, come back. Uh, this, this isn't happening, is it? Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. 
Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to the DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com. And, of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter, at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV. And, of course, Facebook, DistractedDB. You can listen to all my shows at iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. Okay, so here is a story that somebody sent to me. And by the way, if you have an audio clip that you want to send to me, you can also send it to hdresher3 at gmail.com. That's hdresher, D-R-E-S-C-H-E-R, 3 at gmail.com. So you can also do that. And quite honestly, to tell you the truth, somebody here sent me an audio clip, and I'm going to play this for you. Somebody sent me this. I want to... Thank whoever sent it to me. They have no name on it. Uh, so this is supposed to be the first crash in 2021 in Queens, New York. Now, I guess whoever sent this to me was probably somebody in law enforcement, but they're not saying who they are or it could be somebody else. But who would ever have access to this and whoever did this sent this to me their voice is outstanding, and they have knowledge of the crash, and it sounds like they were up close near the crash. You decide. This is from whoever sent it to me, and again, this is the first crash in or first fail crash in 2021 in Queens, New York. On Friday, January 1st, 2021, at 05.05 hours, police responded to a 911 call of a motor vehicle collision in the corner of Ocean Crest Boulevard and Rockaway Freeway within the confines of the 101. Upon arrival, officers observed a 60-year-old female and a 57-year-old male, unconscious and unresponsive, with trauma but the head and body. EMS responded and transported the aides to St. John's Episcopal Hospital, where they were both pronounced deceased. A preliminary investigation revealed that vehicle number one, a grade 2011 Dodge Ram, was traveling eastbound on Rockaway Freeway in an apparent high rate of speed when it struck vehicle number two, a blue 2019 Nissan Rogue traveling northbound on Ocean Crest Boulevard. The operator of vehicle number one fled the location on foot in an unknown direction, while two occupants, a 37-year-old male and a 33-year-old male, stayed on the scene. The 37-year-old male sustained lacerations to the head and was transported by EMS to New York City and Health and Hospitals, Jamaica, in stable condition. A 33-year-old male taken into custody, charged with obstruction of governmental administration and disorderly conduct. The NYPD's Highway Collision Investigation Squad is investigating. The identities of the deceased are Dama Reed, 60-year-old female from Queens, New York. Donovan Gibbon, 57-year-old male, also from Queens, New York. All right, and again, I appreciate whoever sent that to me. Like I'm saying, it could be somebody randomly, or it could be a reporter. Or my gut tells me it could be a law enforcement agency. The way they talk, the way they did that, and I appreciate whoever sent that to me. Again, the very first crash in Queens, New York in 2021. It's just so, I I just don't even know where to go, but uh, I appreciate whoever sent that to me. Uh, I want to give them credit, but I don't know who sent it to me, so I just want to thank whoever did it. and it's tragic when you have 
a crash like this, whether whether it's just the beginning of New Year or any other time at all. I think, quite honestly, I think we should turn our heads and start thinking about instituting driver education in school. And I think that, you know, put a little more funding in the DMVs and, and helping them out and get stricter laws and in tougher, you know, tougher educational testing for becoming a licensed driver because I think it's important. I mean, I, I had driver education in high school. You guys all know that. I've talked about it several different times. And yet, thank God, only things that ever happened to me is where basically somebody hit me. I didn't hit anybody. And I pray to God that that's how that's totally going to be. All right, here is a story that it comes out of San Francisco. This one has got a little bit of a twist. A man is charged with homicide in San Francisco for a New Year's Eve offense that, or basically a hit and run that killed two women. So why is the San Francisco DA in the hot seat on this? Listen to this story. You decide whether or not he is or should not be in a hot seat. But I can tell you this, the perpetrator was on, on a parole at the time. May that have something to do with it? Again, this story comes from KRON4 News up in San Francisco, and I appreciate them for allowing me to do sound. It's been a while since I've reached out to these guys, but I appreciate that they did that. The big story we are following from San Francisco tonight, the district attorney's office now filing homicide charges against a man now accused of killing two women during a hit-and-run crash. The driver, 45-year-old Troy McAllister, on parole at the time of that New Year's Eve crash. San Francisco's district attorney, Chesha Boudin, is under fire tonight for his role, or the role that his office reportedly played in the tragedy. Some are accusing Boudin of not doing enough to keep people like McAllister off the streets. Crown Force Dan Thorne joins us live in San Francisco tonight to explain all of this. Dan. Well, Ken, uh, Pam and Jonathan, uh, obviously the families that are involved with this um, crash, the two victims, uh, are, they're devastated by what has happened here. However, the DA's decision to charge McAllister with homicide along with other crimes has received some positive feedback, but the possible missteps that led up to this deadly crash are still in question. A curbside memorial continues to grow at the site of a deadly New Year's Eve crash. The two victims were 60-year-old Elizabeth Platt and 27-year-old Hanako Abe. They were both killed when a man driving a car stolen from Daly City slammed into them on 2nd and Mission Streets in San Francisco. SFPD say the driver, 45-year-old Troy McAllister, was under the influence at the time and tried running away from the scene before being arrested. Officers also found this handgun with an extended magazine and drugs inside the car. This was not Mr. McAllister's first time to the rodeo. Uh, he's a prolific, lifetime violent criminal offender. San Francisco Police Officers Association President Tony Montoya says the DA has been trying to place the blame on what happened elsewhere. McAllister was on parole after being released from state prison in April and has since been arrested for several crimes and was able to get back out. In a release announcing the homicide charges against McAllister, District Attorney Chesa Boudin said the tragedy might have been prevented if Daly City and San Francisco police, along with his office, intervened effectively. Montoya says the buck does not stop with the police.
none of that precludes the district attorney from holding a person accountable. That's what the DA does. If there's evidence there, they charge people with crimes and not just simply say, well, we're just going to kick it over to this other agency to deal with it. Montoya was encouraged by the DA's homicide charge, but would like to see an independent oversight panel review the district attorney's past criminal charging decisions. Mr. Bodine has filled many vacancies in the district attorney's office with either former public defenders like himself or criminal defense attorneys. So the likelihood of a conflict of interest is going to be more current than other places. Victim Hanako Abe's friends have set up a GoFundMe page to help raise money in order to have Abe's family come here to the United States and for her body to be returned to Japan. And so far, that GoFundMe page has raised more than $80,000. Reporting live in San Francisco, Dan Thorne, Cron 4 News. A tragedy all the way around. Dan, thank you. All right, again, that story came from KRON 4 News up in San Francisco, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound quite honestly, to tell you the truth, I don't know whether the DA is kind of liable for that because this guy's out on parole. But I do think that if that's the case, then maybe what should happen is to lock him up, tight him, tighten up the belt a little bit. They got him on uh, murder or homicide charges right now. See if he stays in jail forever. That would be great. You do that, DA, and you got my vote next time around. All right, again, remember, I'm Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. Thank you. Remember, I don't want to die today, do you? And remember, put your cell phones in the glove box, lock them tight.